there, everybody. I figured I'd start this time. Oh. We're back. I wasn't ready for that. I don't know. You I'll, surprised me. Were we off for a week or no? I was sick the week before that we recorded, so yeah, I think we were off for a week. Hey, whatever. We're back. We're, we're back. We're not really keeping tabs. Here we are. Hey, welcome Thanks to- for joining us. Welcome to Parents vs. Baby episode four. And what's yeah. this episode called, honey? Balance and Babies. And we're not talking about training your kid to be a Cirque du Soleil performer, <laughs> although that would be a much cooler podcast. Yes, we, but we, we don't have that we information. Don't have I could maybe, maybe be one of the clowns, mm. but I also know that you actually have to go to clowning school and be good at that. I would just be good at being unathletic and goofy. <laughs> if you were in Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, that's what I'd do. I'd just be like the backup dancer that just <laughs> I shakes. don't think there's a backup... <laughs> Shaky dancer? No, nope, there's got to be something You need like to that. see more Cirque du Soleil. Anyways, <laughs> hey, we're back. Anyways, here we are. So we, we teased last <clears throat> time a little bit about how your life changes and a more defined example of how your life changes instead of just the broad strokes that people say. Like people say, oh, like we said last time, store up your sleep or everything changes and literally everything does. It does, yeah. And it's weird how you think you're so prepared and especially when you're pregnant you read by books. the time you're done you're like oh i just want this baby out and i'm ready for this new life but then at the same time you're like holy crap what happened to the life i had before this is different yeah and i think we said last time how like the first few weeks of having daisy we were just so enamored with her and then once you get to like month three with mm-hmm. no sleep it's like a switch goes off in your brain and you're like oh dear god this is forever this is this is forever up and then as we've recently started finding, um, you worry about it. I worry already, but now I worry times 10 about Daisy. Mm-hmm. And our parents have given us a good example of how we're in our 30s and our parents still worry about us. Like we oh, yeah. live very close to Renee's <laughs> parents and they're still like, text us when you get home. Yeah, it's I like a to, 15 minute drive. I have to call them and be like, I'm home. I'm here. So, we made it. <laughs> so yeah, basically parenting, the biggest change is up until you were a parent, for me, the biggest change is up until you were a parent, the thing you had to worry about was yourself mainly mm-hmm. and your wife. But my wife has, my wife has, has that. Like, for, I'd, I'd worry about Renee, but for the most part, I'm like, she's got this. <laughs> she knows how to walk I'm around the, in I'm public. I'm the one who doesn't got this. And then once you have a baby, you're like, oh, God, now I'm worried about everything. I'm more worried about my wife. If anything happens to her, I can't, I can't, I don't have to single parent this. I don't think I'm going to be good enough. What is going to happen? If anything happens to me, my wife's going to have to single parent it. If anything happens to Daisy, oh, my God, I'll lose my mind. And it's just like nonstop crazy in your brain, yeah, I Yeah, like. it is. It's definitely a shift, at least for me. Oh, lovely. Ben's just chugging his coffee right now. If you cut that off. <laughs> Turn it like, <laughs> like a wine uh, tasting. We're actually um, sponsored by. Mm. Mm. What's that expensive coffee that George Clooney is? I don't know. Anyways, I don't know. I, don't know. I didn't even know there was one. Well, Keep going. He's in a commercial. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I I lost my train of thought. So being afraid and how you your well, anxiety yeah, heightened. My anxiety definitely heightened. Because Renee just lived lived in like this breezy, carefree. I don't life. know. I guess I always had this sort of like laid back. I mean, I was worried, but it was always like career driven. Like, oh my god, when am I gonna get this? Or am I never going to make exactly what I want to be? Like, I'm you know. So I always went through those issues, but I never went through worrying about life in general. It was just yeah. things in your life and that now, you were worried about. Now my favorite thing is anytime Renee says something like, I'm feeling anxious about this. I'm like, oh, that's nothing. I've been feeling that for about 36 years now. <laughs> I think it's good. I think I came out of the womb neurotic. Like just like, well, Duh! that's definitely. What's the doctor doing here? <laughs> Why is he cutting that? No. Wear gloves, wear gloves. Uh, is this sterile enough? Um, definitely. I think I that's married. That's my baby brain. I think I married the right person though to go through what I've gone through. Or did I rub off on you and ruin you? <laughs> that 
actually could that could definitely think, be it too. I think my parents and my therapist think I ruined you. What? Uh, like you I've, didn't tell me like this. I've rubbed off on you. Oh, I've no. only had one meeting with my therapist though, so the jury's still out if I ruined you or not. Okay, well, I'll talk about it with mine. <laughs> there you go. By the way, <laughs> therapy thing, is a good one thing. One thing you know, <laughs> you're a parent when you need to go to therapy. That that I mean, I guess we didn't have to go before, but definitely once you have a kid, you're like, oh it my helps. god, it it helps so much for me. I went for several different reasons, but I think just going and getting answers from someone who is also a mom and has been through this a couple times, you know, there's only so much you can talk to with your parents and then they're just like, oh, you're fine. And they have or, amnesia. Oh, your parents have oh amnesia, my God. but they only remember your, the your, cute stuff. Your, your parents, parents are the worst. Well, my parents are like, I mean, they're you guys, amazing, but they're the worst when it comes like, to this. They're like, you guys were great. But here's the thing. My parents were 20 when they had yeah. Laura, 23 when they had Michelle, and 27 when they had me. I had them Which is by like crazy. <laughs> so of course you don't even. It's not even amnesia. You're just remember your twenties. I don't really remember much. I, mean, I, I remember the good parts of my twenties, and that's like what my parents had. They were in their twenties with kids, so of course it was like so blissful and amazing. Yeah, but, they're like, I don't remember you being this way. But I look through photos and I'm like, oh, you look miserable, mom. Like you don't <laughs> look. Best. Like, you don't look as happy as you make yourself sound. We we watched a clip of this. I found all these old VHS tapes, and I had them transferred to DVD from my childhood. And Christmas morning, I would always wake up super early, and it was it, brutal on my parents. And they eventually made a rule that I had to wait till, like, a certain hour. I can't remember, like, 7 or something. But in the video, like, the second we hit play, you just have me being like, I'm like, isn't this great? And my mom's just sitting there on the couch with the biggest cup of coffee ever, looking just mad as hell. And she goes, Ben, are you serious? (laughs) It's so good. Because that's like, that kind of just shows you what parenting is. It's like, God, I love you, but this is insane. (laughs) This was maybe the worst decision of my life. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Before we go on a track where you think, think you know, I don't want to scare people out there like, oh my God. Yes, you you do your your neuroses are heightened. Maybe not everybody's, but ours were, mm-hmm. and we're more afraid now. But with that fear, I feel like I'm more open to my emotions uh, with love and with how much I care about Daisy and how much I care about Renee as well. And mm-hmm. I think that it's it's opened up all the floodgates of emotions. So with the fear comes this: the love you have for your child is something you cannot explain until you have one. Like I'm not even gonna try and explain it to you, but like. I can't get enough of her. I go to a movie and I come back and I missed her. You know, she's like, mm-hmm. she is adorable. She's hilarious. Nothing makes me happier than at night when I rock her to sleep and she she cuddles up on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. The thing that makes me not happy is when she doesn't go to bed and I have to do that for like 40 minutes. But <laughs> right. it's adorable at yes, first. Yes, it's all about That's the balance. A huge tangent. It's all about the balance. It's all about balance. Yeah, being a parent is amazing, but there's definitely things that, it's scary. you know, you just weren't prepared for. And no and book, no amount able... of books is going to prepare Yeah, you. and even with this podcast, you'll listen to it and be like, oh, okay, I, I know what they're saying. And then when you have your baby, you'll really know what we're saying. Yeah. So I think... Or you have a kid right now and you go, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. Someone you. else feels this way. I thought I was the only one. And that's a huge thing, especially when you become a parent. You have guilt. these, You have this guilt and you have this fear that you were the <laughs> only person to think this or have a worry about that or don't let them do this or don't let them eat that. It's like you have... And you're not the first, okay? You're not. Because there's a lot of people in this world. Yeah, I'm actually less 
Until recently, I feel like I was less neurotic than I thought we I would be. We take turns, I think. We take turns. It's like, turns. tag, you're it. It's like, okay, Go down I, a spiral and get some new gray hairs. I feel, I'm feeling good today. How are you? Oh, you're a crazy mess? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, keep staying that way because I feel good. Hey, you got two more days left on feeling good, then I get to feel good and you're a crazy mess. All right, honey? I <laughs> call this. Good. I call this Sounds weekend. Good. No. So, um, yeah, your life does change. And I think that the, the biggest thing, uh, aside from like the emotion that comes with it, was once we got through the the just completely enamored by Daisy mm-hmm. phase, then it was like, all right, gotta get back to doing some sort of work. And get, that's getting motivated. Yeah, and that's and when that it, was when the shit hit the fan. Just because like the breaks get put on your life. Well, and you're like, how do I do this now with a baby? Here's the thing. We're both actors. Well, we're I both mean, freelancers. We're actors. We'll take that Which term. Which means we're unemployed 90% we, of the year. We've said that with every podcast. They know by now. Well, unless they haven't a, listened to anything. Hey, you know what? Maybe there's a producer on there going, I'm going to make you unemployed 96% of the year, Ben. I'm going to give Renee. you that 1%. <laughs> yes, and Renee. <laughs> Well, uh, the way he was talking, he was an old-timey producer, so he'd probably try and... Only for men. Yeah, he, yeah. He's only going to help us. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's more like a 50s guy. Um, I think the hardest part for us is because we work from home. A lot of our work is trying to get work. And we may or may not be severely ADD, as this podcast well, has already shown. Yes, very ADD. <laughs> so for us, the hardest thing was, okay, Daisy's three months. A lot of people go back to work, unless you live in, what, Denmark or Sweden or something, where they get like a full year of... Uh, Both, I'm going to say, yeah, sure. Uh, where they get paid leave for a year. Not here in America. You get about three months <laughs> three is like days. the top. Three They're like, days. oh, three months. You're fine. Go back to work. No, you're not So at all. No, you're, you're not, not ready. You're not ready. You're not healed. You're just starting to understand this, this new of, human. And then you give of. it to someone else to watch. I mean, it's just, that's a whole other episode, I feel like. But I feel like I'm just now starting to remotely get the hang of parenting. Oh, absolutely. Remotely. Daisy is going to be 17 months. And yeah. I'm just now just being finally, like... Like, oh, yeah, this is, okay, I see the way she's going to work this today. Or, yeah, you're starting to understand. And they're eating normal food, which is great. So, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of changes that happen. Once we got past the head bobbling around phase, (laughs) I was okay. When they can't even hold their head up, that's frightening to me. Even my own child is like, even though you you instinctually and biologically know, like, I'm not going to drop her, you're just like, good God, just... Your, your neck freaking head is so dangly. Get, just, some, get yeah. some strength Come on that neck. Do some neck lifts. <laughs> but I was going to say is the hardest part for us is because we do work from home a lot, um, which is us, you know, marketing ourselves, uh, trying to get meetings with people, writing. We write and a lot. The big thing is writing, and we've been very and, slow oh at that. Oh, my gosh. It just... We've been writing the same script for like three years now. Yeah. We, I mean, it's taken a while since before Daisy, but now that she's here, it's like, oh, we wrote two pages today. Yes. God, we used to write like 20 pages in a day, and now it's like, we wrote a page and a half, it's and, so, it's, and, and so it's you mediocre. Get, and then you get disappointed in yourself, and then it doesn't make you want to do it, you know? You get more upset and like, why am I even doing this? So like, I think you get into like the spiral, at least for us, because we are freelancers, because creative, we are creative. And, and you kind it's of... It's just your, your mind is not working the way it used to. Too. And you're exhausted. You're exhausted. You're so exhausted. That's the so, biggest thing. So, is that like, as writers and actors, like you're waiting for that creative spark. Mm-hmm. And like, I would write before at like two in the morning for a couple hours. Or oh man, or I, when, yeah, I'd go to bed so late and it wouldn't matter because yeah, you can sleep until. And now you can't wait for that creative spark. You have to force that. You have yeah, to, you just have to like write until you Cub it, Scouts that it, shit. It doesn't matter maybe, if it's yeah. horrible, but just get something on the page and then go back to it. And that is, you know, this is something that um, one of our listeners asked to, for us to talk about is... We won't out you, don't worry. Is being um, parents, but also 
being actors. And I should look up her questions because it was very specific. But, you know, how... We'll save that for next <laughs> This is a woman answer at this time. Thank you, listener. One of our five listeners. <laughs> Stop. Um, but it definitely has a struggle because, first of all, when you are an actor, you have to constantly push yourself and, it's a, it's and give yourself. Hustle. Yeah, it's a hustle. I mean, and hell, even super famous actors are hustling for their next job. And you worry. And we're not as remotely a, there. Yeah, when I listen to actors and other podcasts talk about how they're worried that they're not going to have a job. I'm like, shit, if you're worried, we're yeah, screwed. We're just, we're just really screwed because you're just like, you're, you're looking for like little breadcrumbs. You're like, please give me that. Please, I'll I need, your table please. Scraps. Um, huh. And that is definitely something that I, I don't know. Again, maybe I lived in a dream world when before I had Daisy and I was just like oh it's gonna happen and things it everything takes its time and and there were days obviously where I'd get exhausted and frustrated and annoyed by this industry but once Daisy was born I was just like oh yeah oh I see if I don't hustle at all nothing is going to come my way because nothing did and after a little while I was just like you know what I don't really care anymore like What's you don't Daisy? care to do the bullshit stuff anymore. No. Like the really, really like like the emails like and trying out to marketing emails and trying to connect or, with all the different industries and going out to talk to people, even though you really don't want to go see that movie that you were in because you don't really care. But you're like, oh, I should probably go meet that director. I still do that. <laughs> but for me, if you knew me before Daisy was born, I was. A workaholic. Every day I'm hustling, like, hustling, hustling. Super workaholic on the computer, trying to get meetings and things like that, trying yeah. to get things done. I mean, Funhouse Massacre happened because of your connections. Yeah. You know? So uh, a feature film that Ben and I wrote and uh, ended up selling the script and yeah. then uh, also being in the film. So and that was based on a couple connections I had from a previous and I, uh, a movie that I did. And that's and, something and that I always just... try to do is just keep connected. Yeah. But once Daisy once was born, kid, it's just like you... I was like, oh, I don't. I don't have time. And the second you I start, don't care. the second you start working on something, you're like, like I remember when Daisy was first born. I would sit down to write. The problem is you have such a limited window of time, and we'd have to do like house stuff, like pick up oh, or like. That's the hardest when you work from home. Or, you're like, oh man, there's dishes in the sink. I really can't start writing. But that's also dishes. that's also us being ADD and procrastinating. Probably. And being like, oh, I can't write because there's dishes in the but sink. But my therapist did mention, and that is an issue with people who work from home, is that when the home is not in order, yeah. you can't really get your work done so because your space isn't. You've, you've made it a well. Good. Giant we should mess. go to coffee shops. I like writing in coffee shops, and that. Ben hates it. Too, I, so. I can't. I can't focus in a coffee shop because there's like people like, oh my god, did you hear about this? And just like, just everybody's talking. There's the all the noises and stuff. There's some guy doing his acoustic I set think it of helps Dave me Matthews. More oh wait, that's college. That was college <laughs> where they'd sing Dave Matthews. So I would definitely say. Um, but no, what I was saying though is that oh, okay. like I would she get down for a nap. I get some chores done mm-hmm. or, or pay some bills. I'd crack open a, a pot of coffee and I'd be like, "Here goes. I'm gonna type some stuff." And then I get like one page in, and then she'd wake up, and I'm like. God, so or or editing like I get hung up on a technical detail or something wouldn't be working 
for our sketches. Like, we have this one sketch that I'm not going to tell you what it is. Cause it's going to be awesome once we finally release it. <laughs> Daisy will be six, and she's how old? In, I think like she was nine, nine months, months yeah. in the sketch. But it's just like every time something happens where, like, it techni- technically something goes wrong when I'm trying to edit, and I don't get to get what I wanted to do done. Because back in the day, we'd have, we could take four hours of time or, mm-hmm. or six hours and do something. Now it's like you have an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Go. If we paid for a babysitter or a nanny. Make money first to pay for it. That's exactly. Right we, we would be able to have more time. But as you can hear um, by listening to this podcast, we do not pay right now um, mm-hmm. a nanny We're or a babysitter. We're cramming this in while Daisy's hopefully stays napping the entire time. Um, we do this be- because I have my family here. And so if we do need help, we usually just... We basically just mooch off <laughs> of family. my family. And they are so great about it. Like, they, they want it, obviously. T- <laughs> the best was, not to sidetrack, but we've already done it 1,600 times already. Uh, last weekend or the weekend before, mm, Renee's mom yeah. calls and goes, hey, was am I supposed to be watching Daisy tonight? And Renee's like, nope, but we're coming over. No, I said, no, but do you want to? And she was like, oh, well, yeah, I thought I was going to. And I was like, okay, we're on our way. So we immediately, <laughs> immediately got packed in the car, everything packed up. Up and went and saw blockers. We're like, yeah, we're going to take two hours and just like yeah. have a little break. Why not? And if that ever happens to you, you should do it as well and not have guilt. Because yeah. if I probably didn't go to therapy, I probably would have had guilt the whole time. But I was like, oh, no. I never have guilt. No. Nope. Well, of course, if it's a movie, you won't have guilt about I love it. Movies. But for me. By the way, you cry at movies more. I cried at blockers because I, oh my gosh. Father daughter stuff yeah. really got me. It's true. It is true. Father daughter okay, stuff. Okay, but kills me. I'm going to try and bring us back so we were talking about doing work from home and how that is definitely an issue you have to force your, that what we've learned is we have to force ourselves we have to do you it have to. we have to yeah, even we, to do the podcast i'm like come on we have to go upstairs yeah. let's just go upstairs and do the podcast and i mean before daisy going upstairs meant something more fun <laughs> but uh hey no, no but the thing also is that like We've even done things where, like, we've written during while she's watching Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. And I'm terrible at that, but I'm learning to force myself and, and try and find any free time, any window we can. And we've been better at taking turns. It's just um, <clears throat> something always comes up, I feel like. It's yeah, hard. we have been better with taking turns for sure. That has helped a lot. When, and like, that has helped. So we, I, I kind of made like a schedule like, okay, in the morning, you know, depending on when she wakes up, you have Daisy from the first shift, which would be, she's around, she usually wakes between 7.30 and 8.30. I usually take her till her nap and then we switch. And then we switch. Um, so we just take turns that way. And then like the next day, I'll do the morning shift so that way Ben can get some writing done or do emails or whatever <laughs> usually it is. Usually just go to a movie. Or an audition. <laughs> Yeah. Usually his is like, oh, I just got an audition. Well, there goes my t- my yeah, time. I, always bu- I mean, it's funny because I shouldn't. I'm not bummed out that I have an audition, but it always happens when it's like this is going to be my scheduled time to have some free time, some me time, and then it's fine because I need work and money, so keep them coming. But I definitely think that's important for people who. I mean, I have to schedule it because otherwise you just sit at home. But we are, I feel like, an anomaly because we both. I don't don't know anyone else that are both sitting around. Who both are at home, who both are writing. Exactly. So, like, a lot of my friends, their significant others are usually at work. At least one of of them is working. We're both just. Both home. Unemployed, unemployed lollygaggers, if you ask me. Well, no, I wouldn't because I'm doing like five different things. You're doing a lot of stuff. I just kind of sneak off to a movie. Again. Um, but one thing I definitely learned in this last um, almost 17 months now with Daisy is that, well, b- working from home just is really tough. And so for a lot of people out there, when you have, when you're pregnant, you're like, oh, it's great. I, you know, I work from home, so I'll be able to be at home with my baby. Nope. And it's like, oh God, no, you want to get out. Like I finally realized that like, 
oh no, I don't I don't want to do work from home. I want to leave the house. Mm. I'm at home a lot. Oh, I don't got, remember need three, to be home. <laughs> three months in, we started getting so stir crazy where uh-huh. it was like, I feel like there have been several times since Daisy was born where I'm like, I feel like every day is the same. I'm like, great. Tonight she's going to go to bed sometime. When, especially when we were sleep training. I was like, who knows when she'll go to sleep. And then maybe we'll watch a half hour of television. I love my life. This is the best decision I've ever made. But then you... then. Now, like, she wakes up in the morning and she'll be like, Dada, 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 Mama. And you're just like, God, you're so adorable. I don't even care. Forget it. Forget that I ever complained. You're so cute. Well, now it's fun because we can actually take her places. The yeah. first it's tough year, until she can walk. basically, yeah. The until first you're year, do- you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. You're just going to cry and want to eat while we're out trying to do something. And even so. crawling is rough because you take it we took her to the park and she just and we're just like, oh, oh. everything you're touching is so gross. Yeah. So it, it, it's definitely difficult for that first year, but hang in there, parents, because once the babies get older, you can go out and do more fun yeah, things. Absolutely. And the biggest thing and one of the um things I would definitely recommend to both parents is join a group. Join a mommy group, a daddy group. Join a group because That's here's the thing. That's helped you a lot. Yeah, it definitely helps. I'm adverse to self help though. I just I just like to wallow. Well, I like I have a you know, we have a lot of friends, but out of our group of friends, we're definitely one of the first to have a baby. Hmm. Well, there's a few. We have yeah. we have lots of My friends. So there's different there's different some, groups. Yeah. We have so many different groups of we're friends. We're like we're like um the connectors. We're we're connected to this group. We're connected to that group. I remember one of our friends one time came to uh I think it was like our derby party or something and he was like Man, every time I come to your party, I meet new people. Yeah. How is that possible? And we're yeah. like, I don't know. We definitely we just... socialize with all different kinds of groups. It's but like one Pokemon of... Go, but with friendships. You gotta <laughs> with... catch them all. But one of the things I would say Stupid is Stupid joke. That... I don't play Pokemon Go. Is that joining the mommy group was great because, mm-hmm. yes, I have all these other friends um, that don't have kids, but I joined a group where you are in it, like, in the deep end at the same time. So basically all the babies were born between like November, September. December, yeah. yeah, September to December or some, or no, October to December. So all the babies were really close in age. And, and a few of the girls that I still talk to all the time, our babies are only like one day apart. And so it's great because it's like, oh, is your baby doing that? Oh, yeah. It, how are you feeling? You feel like you're going crazy? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. It's you just it really helps you to understand that you're not alone in this. Um, and it can get so lonely when you're when you first become a parent because you are trapped in your house a lot. I mean, you do and try to get out, but you're with something that doesn't talk back to you, and you're and, and something that just cries and needs you. Yeah, com- and that's completely that kind of segues into our social life portion of this. Where like when you first have a baby, you're so in love with it, you, you don't want to do anything else. And then there's a point where you want people to reach out, but they don't. And it's not that they're being jerks. Usually, because they're trying to like give you your yeah, time. I would go. To, I remember I went to a friend's birthday party and I saw a bunch of people I hadn't seen before. And I must have looked like a crazy person because everybody was like, "Hey, man, I'll bet you're really busy." And I'd be like, "No, no, I'm not. Actually, I'm around all the time." So like, if you want to hang, not to sound desperate, but like, I'm around like all the time. <laughs> I probably looked like a crazy person because I'm like, "Come on, please, somebody just call me." And but to my closest friends, <laughs> I was finally just honest with them and I was like, "Look, guys, if you give me like a day notice or even sometimes same day." I can work something out. Just 
don't stop reaching out. And I think that's something to be honest with your friends. If you need space, be honest. If you don't, be honest. Because people don't know, if they don't have kids, they don't know how to react. Your friends with kids immediately contact you and are like, let's have a play date. Even mm-hmm. though, even if the kids can't lift their head yet, they're like, our kids are going to play. And they just lay there and burp up on each other, you know? Uh, isn't it spit up, burp up, whatever. Spit up, whatever. So, but I think that that's a huge thing is just be honest with your close friends and feel comfortable letting them know your boundaries because... We, I would just look through Facebook and be like, oh, they're all hanging out without me. Everybody's friends now. Who remembers yeah. Begley? Nobody. And then I, I, then I realized, no, I'm just being irrational and overly sensitive because I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And now it's cool. Now I get to see my core group of friends, you know, whenever we can plan it. And it works out usually once a week or something. Well, and one thing I, I But think... at first you're like, oh, God, I have well, no here, friends. Here, no, here's the thing. At First, all your friends want to come meet the baby. Yes. At yes. first. And so you're spoiled because you yeah, see everybody. Everybody's coming in. They bring they're bringing you, food you and things. Presents. And you're like, oh my God, everybody's the best. They'll stay while you go and take a nap. I mean, like, people are really helpful. And then there's like this lull. And I would say it's definitely around that three month mark where mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, okay, this is the rest of my life. I'm getting, no I'm getting shat on. I'm getting burped on. You know, like skip, and I'm not getting, like, like literally shat. Yeah, on. like literally. Yeah. Daisy like had projectile poop one time. She that shotgun was, blasted that poop was on the wall, like, and I just heard Renee go, "Oh God!" And I was like, <laughs> "I thought Daisy fell off the dresser or something." And she's like, "And Renee's just and like cleaning shit, shit on shit the everywhere. wall and on the frames." And I was like, "I don't know what to do." But your friends just kind of drop off because then they're like, "Oh, they have a kid. They've got to work on that." But by that point, you're like, "No, please, somebody like, let's go out. Let's go do something." Like, I don't well, know what I'm doing anymore. I'm not getting sleep, but I also want to see people. And until we got comfortable with leaving her with your parents, it was tough because basically it would be like, "Hey, friends, you want to hang out?" Which that either means one of us stays home with Daisy, mm-hmm. or people come over and sit on our couch and, and hang out. And we know that's us. not that most ideal. And yeah, when people are younger, they, before they have kids, they're still kind of like. In that home, like, let's go out to a bar. Let's have, like, loud music But you do save a lot shit. of money, and I'm a good cook, so. You are. <laughs> but eventually, you you learn kind of, you learn a balance because you, you figure because out. Because your child has gotten older. <laughs> well, yeah, the, your, your kid gets older. You learn how to figure things out more. They're more mobile. You can take her play. Like, I, I t- we both take her a bunch of places. Like, when you were gone to, for your yoga training, I just took her to dinner, just me and her. Yeah, well, luckily you can do that. I, I, I told mean, you the key is there was a television there, and she just television. stared at basketball See, here's because the it's thing. colorful If the I take time. Daisy anywhere, she, she throws out. tantrums. She really tests me. So for me, sometimes I almost have an anxiety attack when I take her places because I'm like, oh, dear God, is she going to lose her shit, and then I'm going to lose my shit, and people are going to be staring, which We've is said happening. shit a lot, which I, know, I think sorry. makes this a uh, parental advisory. Sorry about that. Um, it's... It's, you know, it's taken me time, but now I've learned a system. I always take Daisy somewhere for her, yes. and then I take her somewhere for me. Yep. So I'll take her to my gym to go play and get rid of all that Which energy that she has, and then I'll take her to the grocery store. I'm not taking her to the grocery store first and then going to my gym because I've done that in the past, and that was a terrible Which idea. Which is funny because you would think, like, logically that would make sense, but as a parent, sometimes you don't think logically. No, you you're don't. Just you're like, just like, I need to get pouches, and like, I need God, to I get... just I just got to get almond milk. <laughs> I just, just got to get my coffee creamer, your one damn coffee creamer that's only available at specific stores. It drives me crazy but you drink it too well i only drink it because it's the only thing we ever stock our house of, and it comes in the smallest containers too anyways but uh <laughs> that clearly is <laughs> a thorn cream. in my side <laughs> coffee creamer which i'm actually partaking in right now is yeah um, exactly but i think that um you don't think logically because as an adult person you're like clearly we can go to the grocery we can go to the grocery store for mm-hmm. 
15, 20 minutes. But as a child, Daisy's like, I want to run around. What's all this colorful stuff? What are Why these am I boxes? Sitting here? I, want I want to grab this I stuff. I want Mama to uh, hold me. I don't want to be in this yeah. cart the whole time. That's the biggest thing. And she always wants me to hold her and I'm trying to do something. And I'm like, like, I can't do it. And indoor playgrounds are huge here in LA because we, you know, live in a concrete jungle and there's not a lot of backyards. And our condo complex either has dog poop or muddy soil, so we don't really go back there that often. Yes, we do. But, like, we take her to parks and things, but then, like, my gym's been really helpful. So signing up for a my gym is great because mm-hmm. it gets them active and kind of socializing. And then you get to meet other parents, too, and that's the biggest All the parents, thing. They don't talk to me in my gym. All the moms group up, and I'm, like, the single dad that they're either attracted to oh, or and too nervous to talk to or... Yeah, shunning because they're worried I'm the guy who thinks they all think he's attractive. Like, he's staring at me. Why this is, is weird. A weirdo. No, no, I, that's a running joke. I like to make Renee think that mm, other moms think hilarious. I'm the dashing dad when really they're just like, man, that guy. Ooh, that guy. What, what's the joke you I always say? Like, oh, I go, oh mm, he's unemployed. Mm, he he couldn't provide. <laughs> ooh, look at that man. I will bet he couldn't provide for my family <laughs> at all. Mm. <laughs> That's so not true. Anyways. <laughs> um, but I, peek into yes, our so joke life. Those are definitely recommendations. Join a mommy group. Join a daddy group. They do have daddy groups, although Ben hasn't done one. I tried so hard to get him to join like one said, when Daisy was first born. Self-help, why? Um, spiral. I'm also, kidding. Get I do out wanna, of the house I, by yourself. I do want to you, join a daddy group. If you do work from home and you are a freelancer... If you do have to hire someone just to get out of the house for a few hours, it is so important and you can get so much more work done if you aren't sitting in your own home office because the babies know and they'll cry for you and you'll hear that crying and after about like 10 to 15 minutes, you're like, I can't, I I need to stop that. I can't work if I don't, if I keep hearing my child cry. If we weren't so lucky and didn't have your parents readily available for us. Oh, it'd be um, so much harder. I give so yeah. much more respect to my friends and anyone out there yeah. who lives in a state without any family. Because it's crazy. it takes it's expensive. a village. It's, it, it takes a village and it's expensive as hell. Like we get to, we have the luxury of seeing like a movie every couple of weeks and going, I know I've said movie like every 700 couple times. Weeks, I go once week. a week, but you and I go every couple of weeks or once a month. And we just drop her off at your parents. Mm-hmm. And or if we want to go to the gym, the gym's right down yeah. the street. Because we were but, paying the gym. And then we're like, oh, she hates it here. Yeah, she hates it. <laughs> Why don't we just drive another block to my parents yeah. and drop her off there and then go to the gym? And that's the thing. It's like that would be 15 bucks an hour for a babysitter. And that gets so expensive. And when you're not making a ton of money, mm-hmm. when you have a lot of money going out for house expenses, baby expenses, medical bills, whatever, it gets crazy. So we have a, we give a lot of credit to, to people that are going at this parenting thing Mm -hmm. all by themselves and and here's another recommendation though if you do join that mommy group and you do join that daddy group here's something that's great okay for instance sammy you want to have wednesday night with brian why don't i come over it can even be after you've already put theo down you don't have to pay a babysitter i'll come and sit i'll hang out and you guys go out and have a couple hours to yourselves and then the next week you do the same for us. We'll go put Daisy down so no one has to even do that because when you're a parent, you know how difficult it can be yeah. to try and get someone else to get your baby down And like down clearly we wouldn't bring Daisy over there. I'd be here putting right. Daisy down. But that really but helps you take get, turns. Then you take turns with Free people that you know that are also wanting to get out of the house. It's just so important and it's a self, It's definitely a self-help thing for you because you guys need time to connect 
and not just be parents I would, anymore. I would recommend um, having them come over right before your yes, child Yes, that goes is down. true because then they can see, oh, this person's here. This person's here. here and maybe even have them say goodnight while you read to them because otherwise your kid's going to freak the hell out if they wake up. Unless and, they know them well. You know, yeah, the, the idea like is parent, to join a grandparent or to join that group, get familiar with each other's kids so the kids you know, do like dump her you. Off on a stranger. Yeah. yeah, and then that way when you guys do take turns... They're definitely more comfortable like, oh, okay, this is mommy's friend. And you can start, I mean, we haven't fully done this yet, but you can start small. Like go to a restaurant that's a few blocks away. Mm-hmm. And then we've gotten to the point where all of our experience mainly is with leaving Daisy with Renee's parents. But like it started off going to the movies or the gym or to dinner nearby. And now it's like leave her at your parents' house for the entire night. Oh, yeah. And we go do a show in Anaheim and then pick her up the next morning. So like... But it's in stages. You can't do that right away. You can't be like, all right, stay at grandma and grandpa's because then they're going to be like, what? what the hell is going on? Well, and it feels, I mean, when you have a baby, you're constantly dodging something. Either they're sick or they, mm-hmm. they have a tooth coming in. Or There's, someone else or is sick and oh, you don't want them to get your baby they're sick. They're hitting a, um, why can't I think of the a word? A regression. A regression. It's like, oh my God, regressions are like every month the it felt like. The friggin' teething has been the, the worst. Where is I'm the teething like, so Do you have 700 teeth, Daisy? So You've been <laughs> teasing since the teething... You've been teasing me with your teething since the day you were born. <laughs> but it feels like they, yeah, it feels like it never ends. And you're like, well, I can't drop them off now because this is happening. But eventually you just have to be like, no, they're going to be okay. I am alive still. My parents raised mm-hmm. me. I got to just trust that they're going to be fine. And it is hard. The first time we left was just an impromptu. I didn't know Daisy was even going to spend the night. And that was probably better because it was just like, okay, well, I don't want to come wake her up, take her out of a crib. And, and drag her home and then have to put her <laughs> exactly, back to sleep. Exactly, and have to just like, no, I'd just rather no her stay asleep and then I'll come get her. So that was the way it happened the first time we had her stay the night. And then the second time <laughs> she was fine. We've never had her stay the night where we actually are like, let's go out and on a date. We're no, like, it's all been we're for like work. working a show We're somewhere. workaholics. We do enjoy well, I don't work, even know if but... we're workaholics so much as it's just more like, well, we got to make money somehow. Exactly, exactly. Right now I would take a, a lottery, a winning lottery ticket and just call it a day. So... A friend of mine asked some questions, and I think it's important. So what she wanted to know is how we both navigated, well, for me, my pregnancy. You a first name shout out, right? Okay, Tara. Ta- shout out to Tara. She, wah, 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 wah. she wanted to know. I like that. Wah, wah, wah. DJ Khaled, this is the best podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm interested joke. in is how you both navigated your pregnancy being actors and how it affected your lifestyle. And for me, Renee, at what point did roles you auditioned submitted for change to possible pregnant roles? What those opportunities look like? This is an entire podcast. Are there many? Is taking a break from acting a better option? And how accommodating you felt casting was? Okay, so I'll let you take this one. I'm going to go take a break. (laughs) A lot of those questions are fantastic. Um, I think. Things definitely change once you become pregnant. I once mean, you became, because you booked your two biggest things. Yeah, that was what was crazy. Is I, I we booked found out a, you were pregnant when you booked a huge guest star on a pilot. Yeah, like you were pregnant, and it, the same day was like, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. You know, you I booked an ABC pilot, and I went and did the table read, and the I cast remember, was I remember doing the table read in well, front of execs me. and in front of producers. And you met some of them too. Mm-hmm. Um. God, you morning stop drinking so loud. I'm about to cut. I almost ben choked wants, on it. Ben wants me to edit out all his Hurry, Daisy's waking sounds. up. Just hurry okay, up. Sorry, sorry. So um, anyways, I remember reading when I, I was first pregnant. I was like, oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen. What if I get real bad morning sickness? And I'm reading in front of execs. 
head producers of ABC. And it's like one of those dream opportunities. And the whole time, all I can think is like, please don't throw up in front of them. Because I was having – I definitely – I didn't have morning sickness, but I definitely was nauseous a lot. Mm-hmm. You and ate a lot of ginger chews. I chews. ate so many ginger chews. And a lot chews. of Oreo McFlurries. Yeah, well, that was later. But the ginger chews, uh, peppermint tea was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question was it about your eating habits. Yes. It's, about, it's about acting. We're running <laughs> out of time because Daisy's stirring. So um, it definitely changed. I mean, for me, it definitely changed as soon as pregnancy the- happened because your body's changing too. Your your brain chemistry is changing. You you learn the things that are more important to you. And like we said at the beginning of this podcast, I was so gung ho, workaholic, spend my day trying to get opportunities. And once I became pregnant, I was just like, you know, I I don't really have time for this. I have other things I need to focus and look at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Daisy being born, it's the same thing. I. I I would love to spend some time trying to get auditions, but I don't have the desire to Here's the thing. You don't really have... work hard. Just, it, what? At the risk of you sounding like uh, hmm. lazy, because you're not. Okay. I want to clarify this. Okay, is that thank you. You don't have the desire to hustle as much right. and to go drive to Santa Monica at 5 p.m. No. for a one-line commercial audition. But you did go out a bunch while you were pregnant. Mm-hmm. I think the, I my advice would be, do it if you if you acting still a big thing for you. Do it as long as you're comfortable. Right. But and if then you it, stop being comfortable, if you're miserable, if you're getting really bad morning sickness, tell your agent. Don't feel like you have to just soldier through it. Right. And also, the reality is, most times, and I've talked to producers about this, most times they're not going to hire an actual pregnant woman because of the liability. Yeah. Like if something happens on set. That's what I was afraid of when I was pregnant on ABC, the ABC pilot. I didn't tell anyone. And they took us out to like have drinks and dinner like twice in a row. And they're like, Renee, have a drink. And I had to keep making up excuses of why I couldn't have a glass of wine. And all I wanted to do was have a glass of wine and celebrate. But like. But of course I wasn't going to tell them because I'm like, well, if this does get picked up and they want to bring this character back. Oh man, yeah. they might not because but I'm you pregnant and I have a baby. So you booked two things right when you first yeah. went out, and then mm-hmm. nothing again until. And then I did. I did work on a um, audio book. I didn't mean to so, say nothing. I meant like nothing you. on camera. Thank you. Yeah. So I said that really. So I definitely. Here's the thing: nothing. when you're an actor, you can you know kind of change direction, and I, I do have a lot of voiceover, and that was something that I've always done, but that was my focus. Once I became pregnant and I was showing, and once I had Daisy, I moved on to doing more voiceover, mm-hmm. more audio books, um, and just keeping consistent with that. Um, so you, you know, basically the, just figure out a way to pivot so you can still do what you love, exactly. but not stress yourself out or your baby out. Um, I see a lot of people who take their kids with them to auditions. I think the casting world definitely has respect for you when you become a parent. And you learn to take turns. A lot of them are. Yeah, there's a lot. Like you start talking to people, you're like, oh, you're a parent too. And and it is possible. That's the thing. A lot of actors want to wait. They want to wait till you, they're they're famous and they ne- have a you're, nanny you're, that can go with them anywhere. And or look, you're, you're never your and you're never gonna be. You're never gonna be. Even if you are a full time actor, then you're working sixteen hours a day. You don't want to be pregnant while yeah. you're working sixteen to eighteen hours a day. Yeah. So honestly, get pregnant now, have the baby, and, and then, then once refocus on <laughs> acting once it. Yeah. You know, so it's it's because you're not gonna want to be on set for, like you said for sixteen hours five. No. Days a week when you have a newborn, and, and they're not going to give you time off because they have stories, you know. And you need sleep, but, so the last thing you want to do is just be on set all day. <laughs> you you want to sleep and get that time in with the baby that's you know with you. So I've noticed when I go into casting, and I haven't seen them in a while, uh, from a dad point of view, when they're like, "Hey, how's it going?" Like normally, you'd want to say something 
They're like, oh, good, good. Or like, or if they ask you, like, what's been going on? You want to say something actory, you know, before Daisy, I'd want to, mm-hmm. I don't exactly. I don't, like, you'd want to say something you booked or like, oh, I worked on this. And instead I'm like, well, I have a daughter since last time. I we feel met. like it makes you more human. It does. Because then instantly. Instead of just like, oh, I'm a robot. Well, I'm an actor. I'll do what you tell me well, to yeah, do. Well, yeah, because instantly. Put a board in front of my face. Instantly, Renee will eventually let me finish this thought. <laughs> Probably not. Because instantly. <laughs> instantly you, uh. You humanize yourself to them, and you can see them go from, like, the day-to-day, like, okay, so what have you been, just small talk to be like, oh, my God, let me see pictures. And I don't know how many casting agents or casting directors since we've had Daisy, I've shown pictures of Daisy, and they're like, let me see more. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I don't mean to take your time. And like, I don't care. Show me more photos. And so it humanizes you to them because mo- a lot of them are parents or aunts or you whatever. Have, and you have something else uncles. to talk about. And there's such a desire to talk about anything other than acting or the business in within the industry. Now know? here on the other side, though, if you are pregnant and you're not telling people yet, don't go into the office and just be like, oh, my God, I'm pregnant. But yeah. don't tell anyone. You know, my agent doesn't even know. Like, keep that to yourself until you're really showing. And then you start going out for commercials where they need a pregnant woman because – I mean, I, I did a print job when I was pregnant, which was really cool. And then I got to keep um, the materials mm-hmm. that I was uh, wearing. So Pregnant thongs. <laughs> God, no, it was not pregnant. <laughs> First of all, no, just no. Um, it was leggings, which I love leggings. When you're nine months leggings. pregnant, you want to spice it up. <laughs> it was very comfortable leggings. Get them pregnant thongs. <laughs> See, <laughs> now, for, 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 these are the best thongs. Now Ben won't let me finish my sentence. But right. And then the last question was about, you know, have roles changed for me? Well, here's the thing. I haven't auditioned that much since I've Mom. <laughs> I almost spit out my coffee. I have not but I was I was actually silently near, drinking it for once. Near and I almost enough. Spit it out. I mean, of course, I wish I was auditioning, but it looks like this industry, like I, I've, all the people I know aren't auditioning yeah, that much. It's, but it's, my, my roles have been the same, but I have gone out commercially more for, for mom. Moms. And I'm like, oh, okay, so but I'm there. You get there. But I am you, a mom. Yeah, but when you get there, are the women your age or do they look a little older? That's, than you? That is hard because I feel like. Because I, I feel like dads all look my age. I think I still. I, I, I have this. But I feel weight. like I age like Obama. I'm super great. Are you let me finish. You gotta keep no, going. No, see, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> I feel like I have this warped perception of myself and I'm like, oh, I, I feel like I look 20, but obviously I don't, especially after having a kid. So when I go into these auditions, I'm like, do I look old enough? I went out for a 40 year old for a TV show from a friend of ours that brought me in and I was like, do I look 40? Yeah, but the, the, the age on characters is so loose. It it's is more, very it's loose. More about, it's more if you're just the right role. So I, I think it's hard to answer that question right now because the industry is... It's in a weird It's in a weird flux place. right now where it's like... Which is why we're writing to keep ourselves busy. Yeah. And that is something for actors to know. Like if you are starting to feel like you're going crazy and you do have a kid and you're like, oh my God, I'm not going out enough. Voice I'm not doing... writing. Yeah, keep yourself... In a creative mindset. Like just do something for yourself. This is why we started the podcast. It was something to just go and do and to maybe help other people. So that is, that's that's also my advice for any person who's working from home in I general. Think that's great advice. And I think that's more important than beating your head against the wall figuratively, of course, about not getting auditions or about if my mm-hmm. type has changed or whatever. Like That's why at, I decided to do yoga teacher training. Yeah, I point, needed to get out of the house and just do something else. When you have a baby, you don't care what your type is anymore. You just want to work and just be creatively fulfilled whenever you have pockets of time. So I think just, I know I'm not a mom, but my advice would be from a dad point of view is give yourself a little bit more of a break yeah. because you're figuring things out. So you can't, Hold yourself to the same standards you did before a baby. Like, oh my God, this week I didn't send out four marketing, blah, blah, blah. I didn't mm-hmm. do this. I didn't go on three auditions. I didn't go to this casting workshop. Whatever you used to do, 
Imagine about a tenth of that being well, accomplished. Think, think about how long sometimes you go into, like, how much, how long you dive into a role that you're going to play, right? Sometimes you take a couple months to, like, really work on the character. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're a new character for the rest of your life. Yeah, and you got to figure it so out. So you got to figure it out. You've got to take gotta time. You got to Daniel Day Lewis that That's stuff. That's right. You got to really. You got to get method you on You got to get real method. So. No, I think, I think just. Know that wherever, like we say in almost the end of every episode, know wherever you are career-wise or emotionally or whatever, somebody else has gone through or is going through that right at this moment. So that's why teaming up with mommy groups and daddy groups and maybe even people in your same profession. Finding your village. Like a support group so that you can be like, hey, have you gone out for any auditions? Like they brought me in for a 40-year-old. Are you going out for 40-year-olds? Okay, good. I know we don't look 40 yet. You know, like Mm -hmm. that. Like just, that's a ridiculous example but like you know anybody who you can be a sounding board with to make you feel like you're not going crazy exactly because you can feel that way it definitely you can, can feel read that into way. everything yeah. we should probably wrap this up because daisy is adorably our, staring at us right now our daughter monitor. is awake now but thank you so much for listening thank you for those who are emailing with questions please share this podcast with others yeah. other parents that you think might and like actually it. a huge thing that would help is if you can write us a review on itunes oh please write us a review that it, would be so helpful that helps with visibility because you know the 10 of you that listen to us <laughs> and love it if you write a review it starts pushing it up into the uh, podcasts on itunes so please write us a review if you like it and also um and if there's something you want us yeah. to talk about let us know. Hit us up on at parents versus baby. You can find us on Twitter and tweet at us some questions. That's right. Or our website as well. Parentsversusbaby.com. Where can they find you until next time? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Renee Dorian and also on Twitter. I'm, I'm slowly doing Twitter. Every time you like I know, guiltily admit I, I'm kind of on I'm Twitter. I'm kind of on Twitter. Um, I think it's just at Renee Dorian yeah. again. Yeah. I don't know. At Maybe. the Ben Begley for me on Instagram and Twitter and at Guilty Movie Guys is a podcast. If you can't tell, I talk about movies a lot. So and if you can't tell, he drank a lot of coffee because yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we got through this episode. I feel like that coffee had cocaine in it. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for listening, you guys. Really. It didn't really you're if doing, there's cops listening. You're doing awesome. All right. Until next time. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Great outro. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs>